Hello, I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So I was looking at the news, and what do you see? Well, the good old U.S. Post Office has put out a stamp honoring Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's right, a new Forever USA stamp honoring Justice Ginsburg. Now, you know, Justice Ginsburg <coughs> was not on our side when it comes to gun rights. I mean, it's always astounding to me how a Supreme Court justice can't understand the Second Amendment. And she took the party line, of course, when it came to that decision. But she is, of course, beloved by the left for her uh, issues that they care about. And, you know, whether it was gender equality and all these other things. And, okay, she's a hero to them. I get it. Actually, one of the greatest things about Justice Ginsburg, Ginsburg also known as the uh, notorious RBG, uh, one of the best things about it was when she was on the court, and, of course, she um, uh, could have retired... But she wanted to retire under a Hillary Clinton administration so that Hillary Clinton could appoint her replacement. And, of course, everyone knew in 2016 that Hillary was in the bag and that other guy had no chance of winning. Well, surprise, surprise. And our boy Don there, he won. And then... Ruth Ginsburg had the decency to pass away during the Trump administration so that her replacement could be Amy Coney Barrett. And that also made it possible for President Trump to appoint three, three conservative justices giving a super strong majority to those that do understand the Second Amendment. And of course, President Trump's legacy has paid off in no less than the Bruin decision. Of course, that written by the great Justice Thomas. So I'm looking at this article and I was talking with my brother Lewis, Brother Lou, and Brother Lou came up with a great idea. He said, hey, how come we don't have a stamp honoring Justice Scalia. That's right, folks. The majority opinion writer of Heller, the Heller decision, the landmark decision on the Second Amendment. And think how amazingly influential and important Justice Scalia is. Justice Scalia has had an influence over the court and an influence that is restoring the Constitution to America. And what we need is a stamp honoring Justice Scalia. And look, if they can do a stamp honoring Justice Ginsburg, who, by the way, died after Justice Scalia, then we sure as hell can get a stamp 
and sure should have a stamp honoring Justice Scalia. You know, Justice Scalia was a Jersey boy. Did you know that? That's right. He was born in Trenton. That's where he was born. He was a uh, devout Catholic, and he uh, attended the uh, Jesuit Xavier High School. And his whole upbringing, he, he eventually graduated Harvard, and uh, he became uh, eventually the assistant attorney general. And he was uh, one of the uh, faculty advisors to the beginnings of the Federalist Society. And guess who appointed Justice Scalia as a judge of the U.S. Court of Appeals? And that was President Reagan. That's right, President Reagan appointed Scalia. And, you know, the thing about Scalia that is so important is his conservative jurisprudence. Because what he advocated was textualism in statutory construction and originalism in constitutional interpretation. And these concepts are what is empowering to the current court getting these great originalist constitutional decisions coming out of the court, such as Bruin, for example. Now, his cases, he had a, a number of landmark cases. He's been an amazing and important contributor to American law, American jurisprudence, and most importantly, the protection of our constitutional rights, having that guarantee that those rights give us becoming enforceable and getting meaning to them. So, you know, D.C. versus Heller was one of the landmark, the landmark case considered one of his top uh, opinions that he's written. And, of course, we in the world of guns love him. And he is absolutely a hero to the Second Amendment, as is, in my view, Justice Alito, for his decision in writing the majority opinion in the McDonald case, and, of course, the amazing Justice Thomas writing the majority opinion in Bruin. But we could not have though that trifecta right there, that trifecta of Supreme Court cases wouldn't exist without Justice Scalia and the Heller decision. So how, how do we get Justice Scalia to be honored by the U.S. Post Office so that they will do a stamp honoring him as is well-deserved and, frankly, more deserved than Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that's for sure. How do we do this? Well, this is where I need your help. And look, we're starting this idea here on Gun Lawyer. But just imagine down the road when that Scalia stamp is put out by the post office. Heck, in my law office, I think I'll buy, you know, $10,000 worth of those forever stamps, and that's all the mail I'll ever send out will have a Scalia stamp on it. And I'm sure many of you would like to have such a thing. 
And it would just be a great message to honor somebody instead of the typical left-wing folks that the politically correct post office continues to honor ad nauseum, right? It's about time they do something for one of ours, you know? And this is an ideal candidate, someone who really has changed history. So how do we do this? How can we get this to happen? Well, let me tell you, folks, if you go to the U.S. Post Office website, there is actually, and I'll put this link in our transcript for Gun Lawyer, but you can just Google this even. It's at the U.S. It's under the stamp selection process. Okay, this is right in their website. And here's what the post office says. It says, the Postal Service welcomes suggestions for stamps, for stamp subjects that celebrate the American experience. Any proposal that meets the established criteria will be considered. If you're interested in submitting an idea, please follow these four steps. And folks, I say we inundate them. Inundate them with requests for Justice Scalia to be on a postage stamp and honored by the government via the post office. So what is the criteria? Well, they lay out the four steps. Number one, carefully consider the criteria for appropriate stamp subjects. See subject selection criteria. We'll talk about that in a moment. Second, submit your proposal in writing by U.S. mail. No in-person phone calls or appeals, or emails. Of course, you can't email the post office. Come on, they got to make money, even on the suggestion. So snail mail it is. But there you go. When you send it, do not use a Ginsburg stamp on your envelope. I'm just kidding about that. I don't think that matters. But uh, it has to go out by U.S. mail. Include pertinent historical information and important dates associated with the subject in your proposal. Well, you can... Wiki, Justice Scalia, you can read all about his biographies are all over. Amazing man, amazing jurist, and someone who is a hero to us. Spell this out. Put in your own words. Let the post office know why you believe this would be good. And then it says, mail your suggestion, one topic per letter, to the address below. And the address is Stamp Development. Attention, Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee, 475 L'Enfant Plaza SW, comma, room 3300, Washington, D.C., 20260-3501. And this address and the criteria is, of course, on the post office website so you can send your request to honor Justice Scalia. Now, what do they say is the criteria that they're considering here? Well, the post office has what's called a citizen stamp advisory committee, and they have set certain basic criteria to be used in determining the eligibility of subjects for commemoration on U.S. stamps and stationery. Now, we know they've done Ginsburg. And so we know they do Supreme Court judges that are deceased. And 
Scalia fits that category. But the post office says, number one, postage stamps and stationery will primarily feature American or American-related subjects. Well, Scalia qualifies. He's American. Other subjects may be considered if the subject had a significant impact on American history, culture, environment. Postal Service will honor extraordinary and enduring contributions to American society, history, culture, or environment. Boy, Scalia fits the bill there to a T. Think of how much influence he's had on these issues and on the court itself. The U.S. stamp programs are planned and developed two or three years in advance. In order to be considered, subject matter suggestions should be submitted three or more years in advance of the proposed stamp. Well, the sooner we start, the sooner it gets the ball rolling. And I mean it, folks. Send in that request. I know I am. It says living people won't be considered. Well, that's fine. And... Uh, it says events of historical significance would be considered, but we're going to go for a person, a person. And then it goes on to explain more about the program, but that's the basics history. But the program commemorates positive contributions to American life, history, culture, and environment. And that's what we can give them. So Justice Scalia, as a stamp honoring him, fits the bill. Let's make this a movement. Let's see if we can get our friends and others to send in these requests and show them that we care. Just think about how great that'll be to have a Justice Scalia stamp, the man who gave us the Heller decision, man who finally made the Second Amendment what we all knew in, the, in our hearts that it meant, and that it is and always has been an individual right, not a collective right, but an individual right, and an individual right that isn't about duck hunting or deer hunting, but about the true meaning of the Constitution and why our founding fathers made it the Second Amendment. It is something that we, as gun owners, cherish and believe in with all our heart, and it was Justice Scalia that empowered it through the Supreme Court. And we're seeing the fruits of his opinion and its impact to this very day, and that legacy is continuing with every case that gets fought in every victory that gets won. This is a man that deserves our attention and a man that deserves our promotion. And it's something that the rest of America needs to be well aware of and to demonstrate just how important and how much we love and appreciate what Justice Scalia did for us and our rights. When we get back, I have some interesting Ask Evan letters and uh, some other things I'm sure you'll find just fascinating. 
For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So, I really appreciate our sponsors, and they make this show possible, particularly, of course, the great Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, the premier gun rights advocate for New Jersey. They are our state NRA, and every one of you should be a member. No exaggeration, no, no joke. You need to belong to the association. It's anjrpc.org. They're the folks that are in Trenton with full-time paid lobbyists watching and letting us know with alerts anytime Trenton tries to make some nasty move on our rights. They're the folks that are there in the courts litigating, litigating against the Murphy Carry Killer anti-civil rights bill, litigating against the a so-called assault firearm ban and large capacity magazine which we prefer to call standard capacity but there you go these are just a few examples um they are there we they they're the reason we were able to get a fix to the no serial number gun ban that banned millions of guns the association is there for you you need to support it need to be part of this solution so please join the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, anjrpc.org. They have a fantastic best newsletter in the state on gun rights. They have email alerts, let you know what's going on. You can be proud to know that you are helping in the fight. So check out anjrpc.org. Also, I want to thank We Shoot. We Shoot is a indoor gun range in lakewood they have top of the line facilities and trainers and just a great place located right there in lakewood easy to get to from ocean and ocean county and monmouth county and you know our ranges are so important and it's difficult to find good places to shoot in new jersey and here we have a great resource we have we shoot where you can practice and enjoy shooting and you can get the certifications and training that you need so that you can know how to properly 
and safely use guns and get certified to get your carry permit because you need that training and they are uh, certified trainers. They're recognized by the state police as a facility, as an authorized range. Go there, get your credentials, and you can get your permit, and they'll help you to do that. They have a great staff. And by the way, We Shoot is also running some important sales that I want to bring your attention to. Maybe you want to take advantage of this. There's 12% off all 12-gauge shotguns. Look at that, 12 for 12 right there. 12% off all 12-gauge shotguns. And that sale is on until August 6th. So get down there and get a nice 12-gauge shotgun at a good discount. They're doing 15% off all AR-15. So it's 15 off 15s. They have AR-15 platforms that are completely Jersey compliant, Jersey legal. You know that the gun that they sell you is 100% legal in Jersey, and you can still enjoy the shooting of the AR-15 platform and get 15% off. And then they have 20% off selected custom and specialty guns. The AR-15 sale goes till August 20th, and the 20% off selected and specialty guns goes until September 3rd. So get down to We Shoot, get some great shooting in at the range, pick up a good bargain on any of these great guns. So make sure you go to We Shoot. They support Gun Lawyer, help make it possible so I can tell all my great listeners about all these interesting things that never seem to end in New Jersey and in the area of gun law. And I want to tell you as well that uh, the We Shoot, check out their website. And I mean it. They have really excellent photography. They really pride themselves on that. And you can go to We Shoot USA. We Shoot USA.com. Check out their website pay him a visit you'll be glad you did and now is of course the point when i shamelessly promote my book my book is new jersey gun law it's the bible of new jersey gun law it is the 25th anniversary edition it's over 500 pages long it explains over 120 new jersey gun law topics in question and answer format so that it's easy to understand. You know, when I put this book together, I said I wanted to make a tool that average citizens could read and get an understanding of New Jersey's insanity and at least avoid becoming a law-abiding criminal and falling into the traps that New Jersey gun laws lay. And if you just wanted to understand Jersey gun law and you said, hey, I'll just read the statutes, you're not going to understand gun law by doing that. Or I'll just read the case law. Well, you're still not going to understand the gun law by just doing that. Well, I'll read the admin code. Boy, you read the admin code now, it's completely out of date and doesn't even make any sense, yet the state police extended it. So you would not only not understand it, you'd be getting wrong information there. So how do you know? Well, that's why I wrote this book. Because you can read the Q&A, get an understanding of the subject, and then 
the various laws and things that I discuss. You can then independently look at them if you wish. But this way you get that understanding. And it has really worked. It has helped, and I'm so proud of it, it's helped thousands and thousands and thousands of New Jersey gun owners and others to understand to the best degree possible New Jersey's insanity, their gun control schemes. So I want you to be protected. I want you to know the law. And the best thing about the new edition is the QR code right on the front. You scan that and you subscribe for free to the subscriber portal. It's free. You're going to get immediate uh, releases by email. You're going to be alerted anytime there's an update to the book. Anytime the law changes, either by a case or a ruling or a new law, you name it, you're going to know, and your book's going to stay up to date. So this way, you buy the base book, and you get the updates, and you stay current. So the question people ask, how can I stay current? How can I know what the current gun law is in Jersey? How can I know this? I've given you the way. Buy the book. New Jersey gun law. Just go to evannappen.com. That's my website, evannappen.com. You'll see the big orange book there. Click it, order it. You'll be glad you did. Now, once you get the book, I have to warn you about something. Do not lend it to anybody because I've heard it over and over again. If you lend it, you never get it back. So get the book and keep it yourself. Hey, I have a letter here, and this letter is from James. James says, regarding moving to New Jersey, I need a little more detail than what's covered in your book. If you're moving to New Jersey, will you meet the registration requirement if you obtain a New Jersey firearms ID card and use the voluntary form of register for pistols? Or do you need to go through an NJFFL? If so, can you bring the pistols to a dealer yourself, or do you need to transfer it an FFL? Okay, well, here's the deal here. Actually, I think the book explains it pretty well, but I'm happy to answer your question. And here's the deal. You do not have to go through a dealer. Do not go through a dealer. What you have to do if you have the unfortunate need to have to move to New Jersey, oh boy, but if you do, and you have guns, then here's the requirement. Number one, if you want to bring those guns to Jersey, you have to get a firearm purchaser ID card. You can get a New Jersey firearms ID card even as a non-resident, even before you move to New Jersey. You can get a firearms ID card as an out-of-state resident. Not a problem. And it's the same ID card that residents have. It just has your out-of-state residence. When you move to New Jersey... You can put in and do a change of address for your ID card, but you'll still be an ID card holder because in order to register your guns in New Jersey, you have 60 days from when you move to New Jersey, 60 days to register your guns. But in order to do that, you have to first be a firearms ID card holder. So I'll tell you what, if you didn't know what I just said and you just moved to New Jersey, good luck getting a firearms ID card in 60 days so you can register your guns in time, right? It's another Jersey trap set up to catch the unsuspecting. So if you're planning to come to Jersey and move here, plan in advance. 
Get your ID card even as a non-resident up front. You'll then be able to comply with the law in a timely manner. If not, hey, that day you move in and you're getting all your furniture set up and everything and it's a huge pain, you're going to have to like start right away applying for a firearms ID card to hopefully get it in time so you can register it in time. Isn't that nice of them? Well, this is what Jersey does. And yet, they require folks moving to New Jersey that are becoming new residents to have to register their guns. Yet, residents of New Jersey, folks that are already residents, they don't have to register their guns. So it is a gun registration requirement only placed upon new incoming residents bringing their guns into New Jersey. Talk about equal protection violation. But constitutional things like that never stop New Jersey from enacting any law they want. Uh, Constitution, Schmonstitution, right? That's Jersey's attitude. So in the meantime, unless you want to become the test case, and you want, instead, if you want to obey the law, that's what you need to do. You need to take those steps to ensure that you're legal. And uh, it is yet another hurdle, another matrix to navigate the Jersey lays in our path. There's so many of these laws in Jersey. There's so many tricks and traps. This is why, you know, that gun law book's indispensable. And I'm glad that you have this book, James. And I'm glad that you were alerted even because of the book to what you need to do. Because folks that come here and have no clue that they have to do this, and then they end up having some issue where the law ends up with their guns, guess what? Now it's compounded. Now it's compounded to more violations, more problems, where there's going to be an attempt to take your gun rights. So let me talk about taking your gun rights in Jersey because a case recently came down where the court has said that if you are disqualified for your license, the court can order your guns to be sold and the court has the nerve to say that ordering you to have your guns sold with proceeds coming to you is not a forfeiture. Can you imagine that? If that's not a forfeiture. Leave it to New Jersey to say being forced to dispose of your property at what would be a loss in value, right? Because now you have to sell your guns and what are you going to get? You're not getting the price you paid for them new. You can be forced to do that and be hammered with that loss and it's not a forfeiture. So there's a lesson from this case and I, I need to make this clear to you folks. It really is important. Never voluntarily have your guns taken. Now if you're required to turn over your guns like as a condition of bail or because a Turpo, you know, temporary extreme risk protection order or domestic violence restraining order mandates that you turn over your guns. Well, you're going to have to turn over your guns. Otherwise, you're going to be held in contempt and criminally charged, etc. But there are many times in New Jersey when individuals did not have to turn in their guns, yet they or someone in their household voluntarily surrenders the guns to the police thinking, well, I'll just cooperate. I'll just cooperate and give up 
my property and my rights, even though I don't have to. Isn't that good of me? And by doing that, they screw themselves. They screw themselves because under the MU case, which our firm won, if you have a licensing denial, it does not necessarily disqualify you from gun possession. You see, being prohibited from getting a license is not necessarily the same as being prohibited from possession. So if you still have your guns, even though there's a revocation procedure to take your license away, even if they take your license away, depending on what the basis is, but assuming it's not because of a per se prohibitor, like you're a convicted felon, well, if you're a felon, you can't have guns, so you're done. But over some arbitrary type decision of public health, safety, welfare, or some, some abused, arbitrary garbage like that that costs you your rights in Jersey, if you still have your guns, you're not prohibited from your gun possession because that's a separate issue of law. But if you've given up your guns prior and then you engage in this fight, even though you're not prohibited for possession, the guns can't be returned to you. Because in order for the guns to be returned to you, you have to be licensed. Because that's a transfer. And because you foolishly gave your guns when you didn't have to, you now have lost your ability to possess those guns. So look, you end up in a situation where police want to take your guns, call me right away. Call an attorney that knows gun law right away. And see, are you required to turn them in or not? If you're required, then okay, you have to. But if you're not required, then don't do it. And make sure that your family members know this too. Because you'll end up losing your ability to possess them again, even though it was only a licensing revocation. And this distinguishing fact, we see this happen in the office and we shake our heads. We go, what a shame. Because they, there was no reason that they gave the guns just because the police asked, but there was no requirement to do it. Don't fall for that trick. Remember, other than turning law-abiding citizens into criminals and disenfranchising New Jersey citizens of their gun rights, which is like New Jersey's you know, hobby, that's what they love to do. The other thing they love to do is steal people's guns. They love being gun grabbers. So don't be a facilitator to New Jersey's hunger, nonstop hunger of gun grabbing. So make the right choice and the smart choice. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.